0: Now we're taking up in the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, And the reason we're taking it up is because we're the luckiest people on the planet. We have everything we need to be happy. We have the Bhagavatam, We have the Chaitanya Charitamrita. we have the Bhagavad Gita, Nectar Devotion, Upadeshamrita, and other books, all with Prabhupada's purports, everything complete. We have the holy name, and if we're lucky, we have a little prasadam and some service to do, and a place to lie down. And uh, if we have that, then there's no other cause for happiness in this world. Everything else just is uncomfortable, and it's one adjustment after another that uh, leaves us wanting or lacking. The only thing that actually fills up the heart is the process of bhakti, starting with shravanam kirtanam. It's the medicine that cures the most nasty, gruesome disease of all, and that's avidya, which leads to death. Vinapashugnat. This is the medicine that is received through disciplic succession. And just by taking this medicine, then one uh, crosses over bhava, or the, the dangerous ocean of repeated birth and death. So, Shukari Goswami goes on to say that uh, don't, don't hesitate to take this, don't, don't miss your medicine. People go off their meds. They go crazy. We've seen this before. What happened? He went off his meds. (laughs) Stay on your meds and uh, take your Bhagavatam every single day. Take your Chaitanya Charitamrita every single day. Take your Harinam Sankirtan every single day and you won't go crazy and jump back in the ocean of poison. So we're continuing here hearing Kaviraj Goswami's divine words, revealed words. Uh, We heard earlier this conversation between Krishna and Brahma. In fact, uh, there was a question about that earlier, about uh, where that comes from. And with a little research, I'll tell you something from a commentary from one of the Acharyas about that conversation. Of course, that conversation, as I mentioned, is taking place um, after the Brahma Vimohana lila but we don't find it in the Bhagavatam. So, one of the commentators, Vaishnava commentators, Radha Govindanath, uh, says in this uh, section of the Chaitanya Charnamrita, Brahmra utkita kathar uttare, Shri Krishna J Kichu Bali Achena Erupa Ukti Srimad Bhagavate Nai Brahma Katar Utare Shri Krishna Jaha Balite Parina Baliya Brahma Ashanka Kari Achalena Tahai Shri Krishna Ukti Rupe E Payar ulkite hayache, and that is uh, in response to the statements of Brahma mentioned previously, whatever Sri Krishna said is not to be found in the Srimad Bhagavatam, however, whatever Brahma contemplated about what Krishna desired to say is spoken directly here in this verse of the Chaitanya Charmita. So uh, this is, as we said, and now confirmed, the commentary of Kaviraj Goswami. This is the power of revealed scripture. We hear all the time of Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur in his commentaries telling us this is what Krishna was thinking at the time. This is what his devotee was thinking. And uh, we find that also in the commentaries in the Bhagavad Gita and elsewhere, the insight into what's actually going on. The power of revealed scripture. And here, Kaviraj Goswami is giving us the inner... Conversation that's going on between uh, Krishna and Brahma. Uh, So we have this intimate view of the actual mood of what's happening here. (sighs) Text number 93 Ashraya Janite Kohi E Nava Pradarta Ena Vera Utpati Hetu She Ashrayarta. To know distinctly the ultimate shelter of everything that be, I have described the other nine categories. The cause for the appearance of these nine is rightly called their shelter. Krishna, Krishna Sarvasraya, Krishna Sarvadham, Krishna Shari, Sarva Bishvara Bishram. The personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the shelter and abode of everything. All the universes rest in his body. Dashame dashamam laksham, tashraya vigraham, Sri Krishnakyam param dhamma, jagat dhamma namami tat. The 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam reveals the 10th object, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the shelter of all surrendered souls. He is known as Sri Krishna, and he is the ultimate source of all the universes. Purport. This quotation comes from Sridhar Swami's commentary on the first verse of the 10th canto, Chapter 1 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Text number 96. Krishnera Swarup Aro Shakti Traya Jnan Jarhai Tar Nahi Krishnete Jnan. One who knows the real feature of Sri Krishna and his three different energies cannot remain ignorant about him. Purport. Srila Jiva Goswami states in his Bhagavat Sandarbha, 16, that by his potencies, which act in natural sequences beyond the scope of the speculative human mind, the supreme transcendence, the, the summum bonum, eternally and simultaneously exists in four transcendental features. His personality, his impersonal effulgence, particles of his potency, the living beings, and the principal cause of all causes. The supreme whole is compared to the sun, which also exists in four features. Namely, the personality of the sun god, the glare of his glowing sphere, the sun rays inside the sun planet, and the sun's reflections in many other objects. The ambition to corroborate the existence of the transcendental absolute truth by limited conjectural endeavors cannot be fulfilled, because he is beyond the scope of our limited speculative minds. In an honest search for truth, we must admit that his powers are inconceivable to our tiny brains. The exploration of space has demanded the work of the greatest scientists of the world, yet there are countless problems regarding even fundamental knowledge of the material creation that bewilders scientists who confront them. Such material knowledge is far removed from the spiritual nature, and therefore the acts and, and arrangements of the absolute truth are, beyond all doubts, inconceivable. The primary potencies of the absolute truth are mentioned to be three, internal, external, and marginal. By the acts of his internal potency, the Supreme personality of God in his original form exhibits the spiritual cosmic manifestations known as Vaikuntha Locus, which exists eternally, even after the destruction of the material cosmic manifestation. By His marginal potency, the Lord expands Himself as living beings who are part of Him, just as the sun distributes its rays in all directions. By His external potency, the Lord manifests the material creation, just as the sun with its rays creates fog. The material creation is but a perverse reflection of the eternal Vaikuntha nature. These three energies of the absolute truth are also described in the Vishnu Purana where it is said that the living being is equal in quality to the internal potency, whereas the external potency is indirectly controlled by the chief cause of all causes. Maya, the illusory energy misleads a living being as fog misleads a pedestrian by blocking off the light of the sun. Although the potency of maya is inferior in quality to the marginal potency which consists of the living beings who are part and parcel of the Lord, it nevertheless has the power to control the living beings just as fog can block the actions of a certain portion of the sun's rays, although it cannot cover the sun. The living beings covered by the illusory energy evolve in different species of life with bodies ranging from that of an insignificant ant to that of Brahma, the constructor of the cosmos. The Pratana, the chief cause of all causes in the, in, the imp, in the impersonal vision, is none other than the Supreme Lord, who one can see face to face in the internal potency. He takes the material all-pervasive form by his inconceivable power. Although all three potencies, namely internal, external, and marginal, are essentially one in the ultimate issue, they are different in action, like electric energy, which can produce both cold and heat under different conditions. The external and marginal potencies are so-called under various conditions, but in the original internal potencies there is no such conditions, nor is it possible for the conditions of the external potency to exist in the marginal or vice vice versa. One who is able to understand the intricacies of all these energies of the Supreme Lord can no longer remain an empiric impersonalist, empiric impersonalist under the influence of a poor fund of knowledge. Let's go to the top because there's a lot here. And um, also, I forgot again to download the The link for questions, here it is, I must have it. V library questions, I do have it. Yay for thinking ahead, okay. We already have a comment. Srivatsa says, the only thing that fills up the heart is the process of bhakti starting with shravanam kirtanam. Yes, exactly. And if, you've have, if you have that, you don't need anything else. You'll notice that those who are advanced in devotional service are satisfied with their process of service, starting with hearing and chanting, nothing else needed. Okay, so now we're looking at the purport. So first of all, we have Jiva Goswami from the Bhagavad Sundarbha is mentioning that his, Krishna's, potencies, which act in natural sequences beyond the scope of the speculative human mind, the supreme personality of Godhead, supreme transcendence, the summum bonum, eternally and simultaneously exists in four transcendental features. His personality, is impersonal effulgence, particles of his potency, the living beings, and the principal cause of all causes. So here it is. Uh, he has potencies. This is very important because Krishna is the embodiment of. He's the Shaktiman. He's the source of all shaktis, and he manifests those shaktis in various ways. Subhavi, Kigyan, cha. There's Sat Chit Ananda features of the Lord. In sut is uh being chit is knowing ananda is joy or feeling a happiness and um especially this ananda is uh available only when there are two so two means there's the source and then there's the shaktis that come from the source and they interact. As we know from Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikritir Ladini Shakti Rasmat Ekat Manam Api Buvi Deha Bedham Gatao Tau Chetam Nyakyam Prakadamaduna Tadvayam Chaikyam Aptam Radha Bhava Duti Suvalitam Naumi Krishna Sarupam Kaviraj Goswami includes this verse to describe how that uh, the one has become two to enjoy. And now that uh, the two, Radha and Krishna, have uh, become one again in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, to taste uh, the devotional service. And uh, Tao, this is tau, the, there's a singular dual in many form. So this Tao ao means there's, there's more than one. And um, they uh, work in sequences. Perasha Shaktir so bavi uh so Bhavika kagiana that there's a way that uh, his potencies work in sequences, natural sequences beyond the scope of speculative human mind. So we can't understand how his potencies are working. Okay, so we have some uh, questions here. Um, here's a question from Priya Kishori. I like Srila Prabhupada's example about how the pedestrian is misled by the sun. However, if the marginal energy is superior to maya, then how come we find find it so extremely difficult to overcome this covering? By our inherent nature, we should have the strength to rise above maya since the marginal energy is superior. I'm also remembering 714 in this connection, this divine energy of mine consisting of the three modes. A material nature is difficult to overcome, but those who have surrendered unto me can easily cross beyond it. The reason is because that inferior nature is presided over by the Supreme, daivahie shugunamayi, and prakriti suyate Sacharacharam. It's working under his control, ultimately. So although the energy is inferior because it's under the control of the superior, we can't overcome it. We see this dichotomy in the world all the time human beings manipulate the energy because it is inferior so they get to play with it a little bit and as i mentioned in the gita krishna says he says above the inferior energies there's the paraprakriti you can celebrate because now you know you're a para-prakriti. You're part of the internal potency. Yay! So why is it we get so enamored of the lower energy? Because it's, uh, as Prabhupada says elsewhere, when you look at the sun in a mirror, it looks just like the sun. It's bright just like the sun. And similarly, this material energy is bright in many different ways. You look around and you say, oh, variety, enjoyment. Let me try it. It's a reflection, however, and it's important to know that. Now, let's just say the living entity who's superior to this earth, water, fire, air, ether mining, and even nowadays, all you engineers manipulating all this subtle energy as well. And uh, yeah, you're having a lot of fun with it, creating faster and faster internet and all kinds of stuff. So you're manipulating, you're controlling it, but then we become controlled by it. You create an iPhone, because you can, and then next thing you know, you're captured by the iPhone, can't get away from it, stuck. It captures the attention of little jiva. So jiva's small, even though he has the creative potency, and he can become enamored of the external energy because of its divine origin and, it, and the control over it by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's why he says, Maya It's his. So therefore it controls us. So the more we try to manipulate matter, the more we become manipulated by matter. That's a problem. It's a Mamai Vamsho Jiva loke Jiva Sanatana, indriyani Prakriti Stani Karshati. Karshati means grappling. We're trying very hard to manipulate the energy in different ways, aren't we? Trying to arrange it in different just make an arrangement. You balance your checkbook and you gotta find the right place to live so you can manipulate the energy in your favor you try to get education as much as possible manipulate the energy more try to get the right partner the right connections uh, put everything in place put a fence around your property (laughs) but still we become oppressed by it because it comes from a superior source and it's being controlled by krishna so um now let's look at the purport again because there's a lot of important stuff here so then Prabhupada says uh, he mentions the four aspects and compares it to the sun so his personality his impersonal effulgence particles of his potency the living beings and the principal cause of all causes so he compares to the sun. So this is an example given also in the Vishnu Purana, which was quoted to Sanatan Goswami by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he was describing the Lord. It's a very simple example, but we can always remember this and come back to it, where he says, Vishnu Shakti paraprakta. No, he says, Esha Desha Stitasya Joshna Vistariniyata Prasya Shakti Makilam Jagat that uh, the supreme is like the sun says the Vishnu Purana so if you look at the sun you can see how amazing it is first of all it's inexhaustible and second of all it's nourishing everything in the universe and third of all even though it's very far away it's manifesting its energies to every part of the universe and then uh, because of the presence of those energies everything's going on right now in my garden there are Zucchini's growing, and all kinds of squash. And uh, how is it growing? Because the sun energy is manifesting it. All the various forms in the universe get manifest by the power of the sun. So similarly, Krishna is in one place in Goloka Vrindavan, but his effulgence is manifest everywhere within his creation. It is by the power of that impersonal energy of the Lord, which is just like the sun rays, that everything is manifest and again wound up again and things are going on in natural sequences beyond the scope of the speculative mind then he says the supreme whole is compared to the sun which is four features which we just described and then he says the ambition to corroborate the existence of the transcendent absolute truth by limited conjectural endeavors cannot be fulfilled because he is beyond the scope of our limited speculative minds. I mean, come on, that's a sentence right there. I can read it again, it's so good. The ambition to corroborate the existence of the transcendental absolute truth by limited conjectural endeavors cannot be fulfilled because he's beyond the scope of our limited speculative minds, which is a good thing, because if we could figure him out, he wouldn't be God. God means... Unlimited and inconceivable, so we can rejoice in the fact that once we get to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that we can't understand anything, because he's beyond the speculative powers of the mind. We can understand only what he reveals to us. In an honest search for truth, we must admit that his powers are inconceivable to our tiny brains. The exploration of space has demanded the work of the greatest scientists of the world, yet there are countless problems regarding even fundamental knowledge of the material creation that bewilder scientists who confront them. Any scientists here present? Can you confirm? Do you feel bewildered? Vrindavan Priya, I think, told me that a physicist can spend 20 years studying one little particle be completely absorbed in it, never come to the end of understanding one little particle and still not even know what he or she is looking at (laughs) after 20 years of writing papers and studying it. Uh, However, we do try to manipulate it. So mostly scientists end up, you know, where the big money is, is making bombs. It's like you can figure out how to make a bomb from manipulating the energy so you can blow people up. And, um, this is the the extent of science. It it can't go much further than it can't conquer death. We can't uh, solve the mysteries of the universe. It's a very superficial understanding, and the practical application is such that um, it's very difficult to um, control. Even to, to a, a virus comes, and then the scientists work together with billions, trillions of dollars, and say, make it. Make yourself a vaccine. And uh, what is the um, prognosis? The prognosis says, we'll try. (laughs) Maybe we can make it. And maybe we can't. We don't know. And if you ask any doctor about uh, how you're doing or how you're likely to do, he or she will just give you uh, the best answer that he or she can, and it's based on speculation. Because we really don't know what's going to happen next. Such material knowledge is far removed from the spiritual nature, and therefore the acts and arrangements of the absolute truth are, beyond all doubts, inconceivable. So then Sukeshri asks a question. She says, "Will a devotee ever meditate on impersonal eff- effulgence?" We are reading about Durvasamuni meditating on impersonal Brahman in the episode of Ambrishaj. Was that just a pastime? Well, Durvasamuni Muni is uh, a kind of a, um, you know, mystic yogi. So he meditates in that way. It is a pastime. He's in uh, pastimes mentioned throughout the Puranas, starting in Satya Yuga. He's in Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Tvapra, and Kali Yuga too. <laughs> Durvasa is everywhere. But he uh, he represents a particular kind of uh of a transcendentalist who's enamored of the uh, the impersonal feature of the Lord. That's why when he challenged Ambarish Maraj, this point is made in the Bhagavatam that Ambarish Maraj was uh, beyond uh, intimidation by him. This uh, he uh, he goes everywhere and he eats people out of house and home literally Normally, he doesn't eat much, except for uh, he takes some like wheatgrass juice. That's it. Durvasa Muni. He takes durva, dur, durva grass. That's all he eats. And then, of course, if he comes to somebody's house, he'll eat a lot. And he can eat and eat and eat. And he got angry at Ambarish Maharaj because Ambarish Maraj took a little sip of water to break his kaddashi fast before Durvasa came back to his abode. And he could tell by his mystic potencies that... Ambrish had already taken something before his guest, and he was he was overcome by this sense of anger because he felt insulted and he thought that Ambrish was inferior to him because he was a householder and so uh, he tried to curse him he pulled out a hair from his dreadlocks that's where the the mystic yogis keep their power he created a demon and uh, the demon was destroyed, and then the chakra of Krishna chased after Durvasamuni, who had to f- finally come back and, and ask for forgiveness for Ambarish. And one of the points that's made in that whole pastime, Ambarish is a, a simple devotee. He just worships Krishna with all his limbs and with his wealth and so forth. And because of that, he was able to defeat the great Muni. I mean, he wasn't trying to defeat him. He just naturally did because he has Krishna's protection. Rameshwar Peru, thank you for checking in. When the living entity is driven by desire of making everything about I and mine, the living entity doesn't want to overcome the illusions of Maya because those illusions are the only way he can even think that I am this body and everything I perceive should be mine. Illusion is to accommodate the living entities foolish desires such a nice point this is uh something that devamrita swami points out frequently when he says that the living entities are engaged in mass consensual trance um i told about once when i was doing a harinam from the brooklyn temple and we had we had a vivacious group, I have to say. We came out. We were so excited to go on the Harinam book distribution. We came exploding out of the doors of the temple, and we were headed downtown with such a lively kirtan party. We were feeling ecstasy because we were cutting through the Mayak curtain and the, the dross that hangs over New York City with the Harinam And as we were going down the street, I started to notice that some people, when they see or hear the Hari Nam, they would go into ecstasy, and they'd start dancing, or or at least they'd smile. And other people would walk the other way, and some people completely ignored it. And we went so close to this one uh, store where they were loading boxes into the shop, and we we were so close, they were rocked by the vibration. But uh, these two men didn't look up. And I was, I was thinking at the time, how is it possible with this ecstasy flowing that you could pretend that it's not there? And then I had this realization that rameshwar Prabhu just pointed out, which is that if you don't want to wake up, it's impossible for anybody to wake you up. You want the Maya and, and Krishna he, Krishna, um, facilitates. He's so kind to the living entity that he fulfills every desire that he has. So Prabhupada says, so if you want to forget Krishna, he will give you a philosophy and the wherewithal to forget him forever, if that's what your desire is. And so you can ignore. The opposite of love is not hate, The opposite of love is actually indifference. And this indifference is based on ignorance. Ignorance is also called ignorance. I'm ignoring. It's horrible. It creates a void. You say, I'm avoiding someone. What are you doing avoiding? Listen to the word, avoid. You're making a void because you're not paying attention to your eternal nature. I'm eternally a servant of Krishna, I should be joyful in service, but I somehow or other ignore it, and therefore I create darkness. And that's something that's brought up here, that this ignorance of the living entity, ignorance of God creates this energy. Ramaswar is saying it's, uh, this is what the living entity wants, so it manifests from a subtle level, uh, into the gross material existence which covers over the living entity by his own choice so that he can try to enjoy separately from the Supreme Personality of God. Brahma, when he's creating the universe, uh, makes these coverings. It's some sort of software that he provides for each one of the little robots uh, that they, that you get put into as a living entity so that you can pretend I'm a bird, I'm a squirrel, I'm, a, I'm a, a man, I'm a woman. All these are uh, an illusory um, a show. And uh, it's because of my own desire. By the same token, Bhagavatam says, Bhagavatam says, That if, if you want to come out of this absorption in that which is not real, in your in your false identity as being some material entity then turn your attention to krishna that's bhakti bhakti yoga means uh, come see the deity and bow down it feels so good to bow down nobody wants to do it the material they think it'll hurt it'll wreck my position but if you just put your head on the ground in front of krishna then you don't need anything else you feel satisfied okay i'm okay now and tanmayat buddha tam abhijattham sham so bhagavatam gives full permission now give your complete attention to krishna you don't have to do anything else tasmad ekeena manasa bhagavan satvatam pati shrotavya kirtitavya shadeya pujam It says says the bhagavatam just give your full attention to worshiping Krishna through Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Sevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atman, and everything will come naturally from that. The, the light will come rushing back in, and you'll become happy. If you love the Bhagavatam, you love it. You can't live without the Bhagavatam. It's your worshipable deity. You keep the Bhagavatam in you wake up to the Bhagavatam. You go to sleep to the Bhagavatam. You see the Bhagavatam, and you want to do puja. You want to bow down to it. That's life. That's light. That's Krishna. And all the other nonsense that's going on in the world, all the noise. Who said what about whom? What what's the next big move by the, uh, you know, some musician or some politician? Shota Vyadin Rajendra Ninam Sahasra Saha. Ashuka Dev Goswami says, this nonsense has been going on since time of memorial. People have millions of things to talk about, but they're all detrimental to our spiritual health and advancement. Only Bhagavatam, Bhagavat Kata is helpful. Krishna Kata, Hare Krishna Mantra. Thank you, Rameshwar Prabhu. It's Hare so nice to be there. Thank you. Hare Krishna.
1: Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna.
0: Jai, good to see you.
1: <laughs> so you are talking about the, the, the iPhone and the creator and how that capture our attention. There is a famous singer here in Argentina that he said that the con, uh, conquer, conqueror by taking care of his conquest becomes a slave.
0: Right. Yes. And this is a thank you, that's an excellent point and a sutra to remember. This is brought up in the story of Hiranyakashipu. Because when Hiranyakashipu asked for a benediction from Brahma, and Brahma said, Oh, all right, I have to give it to you because you did all these austerities. Mentioned there by Shukadeva Goswami, don't ask for something you can't maintain. Everybody knew. You can't maintain this no matter how many austerities you do, no matter how qualified you look at the time, it's going to crush you. The living entity can't handle that kind of stuff. We don't we do not do well in the material energy, no matter how well-situated we are. So Hirani Kashipu became a powerful in the material sense through manipulation of the energy, but then he was crushed by it and ultimately uh, uh, now stands as the iconic figure for how the material world doesn't work. And Prahlad Maharaj says that in his prayers. He says to the Lord Nrsingadev, I already saw my father. He got everything. There's nobody that got more than him. And in a second, he lost it all. So why, why would I want to follow in his footsteps? I, w- I don't want to touch it. It's, it's not restraint. It's realization. Such nice points, Prema. Thank you so much. Look at we have Sri Madhava Mahotsava Prabhu. He says, being captured and killed by illusion and reminds me of a deer being killed by the illusion of water in a desert mirage. Yes, Prabhupada gives that example. In fact, it comes up several times in the Bhagavatam. There's in the prayers of uh, Akrura. He talks about how I've gone away from oasis. I've gone out in in the desert and uh, Prahlad Maharaj says in his, his prayers to the Lord Narasimhadeva, Rupa That this material world is like a, a, a mirage. Mrigatrishni, Mriga means a deer. and Mrigatrishni, he's thirsty, a thirsty deer. Mrigatrishni Rupa, and what does he see, the Rupa? He's seeing uh, 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 water in the desert. It's not there. It's just a reflection, but he runs after it anyway thinking that he's going to get some satisfaction but he drops dead trying and so that's what i do in the material world i think i'm going to get it i'm going to get it it's just around the corner you know i remember when i was a little kid i thought when am i going to get older and be you know like a bigger boy and then when am i going to be a teenager then it's really something uh, of course i joined the Hare Krishna movement but that changed a lot of things <laughs> But then I know that psychology is I just when I get to my 20s, then I'll be happy. No, when I'm in my 30s and then uh, life goes on, it's a chase, and I never quite get there, and then I drop dead trying, and I have to start over again. And Krishna said, you want to try again? He I let me go for the race. So the devotees, after many, many, many chases like that, finally... The intelligent person says, no mas, I I give up. I'm surrendering to Krishna. He's everything. So thank you. Madhavats also said, also, when you quoted by limited conjectural endeavors, reminds me that I can't even see my eyelids without a mirror and being so impotent to understand Krishna through blunt seeing. Yes. So we should take Krishna's advice to become very humble, ahimsa, shanti, rajavam, He talks about the elements that uh, allow us to enter deeply within to the process of understanding Krishna, and that's being humble, being um, uh, prideless. Devavrata is ready to go. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
2: I was just appreciating the point how just says, like, everything is being nourished by the sun. Everyone's being maintained by Krishna. And I was singing this song by Bhaktivinoda Thakur this morning about becoming the Vaishnav's dog. And in that, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is just leaving everything in Krishna's hands. Like, you'll take care of my meal. You'll take care of my shelter. All I want to do is just continue to worship your lotus feet. So I was just thinking about something that Radhika Nagar told me when I was in Mayapur, which is just trust Krishna because everything's under his control whereas the materialist, he tries to make all adjustments to try to make himself happy. The devotee just becomes satisfied with whatever Krishna is giving him.
0: Yeah, thank you for reminding us that. It's very important. There's, an, there's a good example of this in the Srimad Bhagavatam in which... Um, um, now the Muni's uh, name went out of my head suddenly he uh he prayed for a wife after ten thousand years please refresh my memory somebody kardamamuni yes so kardamamuni such a great sage that uh, when krishna um, saw his austerities and his endeavor to please him uh, he shed a tear did did the lord and that created that uh sarovra there which is uh was started by the lord's tear can you imagine Krishna shed a tear out of compassion for his devotee, appreciating his his sincerity. And of course, it, you know, in the beginning of the creation, there's a way in which this open order is there to populate the universe and stuff like that. So it's one of his duties. And as a sage, of course, you know, he's performing these austerities and then the, the Lord appears to him out of out of this compassion. And then he says, that uh, in his prayers, he said, I need a wife to fulfill my duty. And so the Lord says, yes, I know already. <laughs> this is uh, instructive, because Krishna <laughs> knows what's in our heart. He knows more than we do. And he understands the intention of the devotee and the desires of the devotee. And when we direct our desires towards serving him and pleasing him then he'll uh, make the energies work in that way if you're just sincere and you try then krishna moves heaven and earth to facilitate our practice of devotional service so my main point in this is that kardamamuni then left up the decision and the arrangement to the lord and Prabhupada says when you have some desire, and Bhagavatam says, You should approach Krishna, but here's how you do it. You put it before Krishna, I need this, uh, but then you leave it up to him how to do it. Don't try to jam it in there. Try to, um, you know, wait for the hole to open by Krishna's arrangement. So he said to Kardama, I've made an arrangement for you. And Prabhupada said, Krishna can always make a better arrangement than we can. So be patient. He'll, he knows and um, let him help us to, help, to serve him better. Then Ankita said, why is it uh, not a sin to kill and eat plants? It is a sin. But... Um, it's the, the, the rule of the material world is Jiva jeeva Sajeevanam. Si Ahastani Sahastanam, Aparani Chitushparam, Palguni Tatramahattam jivo jiva Sajeevanam. Si uh, Shauna Karishi says that, that, that what the living beings that have hands are uh, prey on the ones who don't have hands, the ones that uh, have legs, prey on the ones who don't have legs. And the general rule holds that one living being is food for another, and it, it's sinful. Uh, that's the whole material world is sinful from top to bottom. You can't live here without committing sin. You, if you breathe, if you move, if you eat, if you drink water, if you grind grains, if you walk around, you're killing living entities and certainly uh, killing plants. I mean, even in the process of gardening, there's so many uh, uh, deaths you have to create, you know, cotton. You say, I just wear cotton. I'm a vegan. And then, you know how many gerbils you killed to get your cotton? millions of them they live in cotton plants and they go by and they take the gerbils are killed you can't get away from it by taking a broom around therefore we're not vegetarians we're prasadamitarians so whatever we uh, whatever we eat we first offer to krishna and we we offer to krishna what he likes he doesn't like dead flesh if he did we'd have no problem with it but he doesn't and so he says, "Patram doyam." Offer me some spinach with a tulsi leaf on top. So that's what we do. And uh, when you offer to Krishna, it becomes uh, shishta. This is mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita that when you when you offer things to the Lord and you take the remnants, you're no longer a sinner. But if you just cook vegetables, you're a vegan and you eat vegetables all day long. And, and you don't offer them to Krishna, then you're eating only sin. So we're not vegetarians. We're not vegans. We eat prasadam. And that's uh, our lifestyle is we're, we're for Krishna. And we take shelter of Krishna's order in the Bhagavad Gita. Sarva You take shelter of me to be free from all these sinful reactions. Nonetheless, you know, people who say, what's the difference between eating plants, and eating animals, killing the same thing, they lack vivek or discrimination, as Prabhupada would say. Then if you think there's no difference between killing a goat and killing, you know, taking the the top off of a, a beet or something like that, then why don't you eat your baby? If, why don't you just take it to the extreme and say if there's no difference between one form of life and another then are you going to eat your baby you wouldn't do that there's even on the material plane consideration there's some consideration that uh, a less violent type of a diet is better but that's not our main argument our our main point is that we're for krishna Balmukund prabhu says four transcendental features his personality is impersonal effulgence, particles of his potency, the living being, and the principal cause of all causes. What is difference between personality and principal cause of all causes? I understand Krishna is personality and principal cause of all causes, sarva karna karna, is the same. This is f- uh, for the sake of explicating all the different features of the Lord because it's very specifically mentioned in in the Shastra how he extends himself and makes the creation happen and how he's the supreme cause of all causes so in the form of sankhya or counting categories which can be counted in many different ways and it doesn't uh, um, it can be changed at different times the way the categories are counted that's one of the categories um, to distinguish that krishna is also the cause of all causes that he expands himself up uh, through his energies into the world. Baalmukunda?
1: Thank you, Maharaj. It explains.
0: Okay. Vaikuntha Nayaka Prabhu weighing in from South India. This is regarding the statement and it's a reflection. Even fundamental knowledge of material creation bewilders the scientist. I was reminded of a lecture by Sadhaputa Prabhu. He was saying how the scientists are going in circles trying to understand life. The scientists thought that if they need to understand life, they need to understand biology. But then the biologists said that it all boils down to chemicals. So the scientists thought that by the study of chemistry, we can understand biology and hence life. And then the chemists said that everything in chemicals is about molecules and atoms, and that only physics can (laughs) help you understand. And then people studying physics came up with the theory: reality at the level of atoms is dependent on the observer, someone with life. So we are back to square one. We started off trying to understand life, and then ended up concluding that only one with life can understand life. And they accuse religionists of infinite regress. Well done, bravo, very nicely done. You save that. That's good. We, should make a little pamphlet out of that and distribute it. Power phrase opposite of love is not hate but indifference. Yes. If you've ever felt indifference, I mentioned that in a, a little movie we made in a in Mayapur about the glance. In the beginning of creation, there's the glance, Maya Dyakshena Prakriti. Krishna looks over the material nature and it manifests. If you don't get somebody's glance, if somebody averts their glance, doesn't give you intention, they're indifferent to you, then there's a way in which uh, we feel the void. Shredda, another power phrase, a void has the word void in it. So when you avoid someone, you are creating a void, a gap. Yes. Srimadava Mohotsova Reflection, your explanation of Huddinam in New York reminds me the Bhagavad Gita 1136, where Arjuna says to Krishna, the whole world becomes joyful upon hearing your name, but the demons avoid, are afraid, and they flee here and there. All this is rightly done. Yes, good citation. You can, you can understand that it's always been there, this phenomenon in the material world. When you bring the the transcendental vibration, some people run away because they don't want to hear it. Rupa Goswami says, that uh, when they hear it, however, it uh, awakens in them some uh, sense of their relationship with Krishna. It's so powerful. It's hard to get away from, actually. Because the Holy Name is an aggressor. He comes after us. He hunts us down. You can be somewhere uh, hiding out in some island somewhere, and then, you know, you'll hear ching, 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 ching Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna. And next thing you know, you're like, what is this Hari Krishna? I can't stop saying Hare Krishna. And then, the, little do they know, Yerabhāsao pūdhā bhava dvantavibo It's swallowing up the darkness, this name of Krishna. And drīsham tattva-andanam, even if you're blind to tattva, the truth, then this name will awaken you to the truth of your existence that hey i forgot i'm a hari krishna be careful if you say hari krishna you become a hari krishna then we have power phrase from uh the conqueror by taking care of his conquest becomes a slave Ooh, sent by prema from argentina the care package from argentina Madhava Prema, Krishna can make better plans for us than ourselves. Yeah, (laughs) that's definitely a power phrase. Uh, Bhakti and Barsha, good to to see you. We are Krishnatarians. That's correct. It's the only uh, sane argument that actually uh, effectively works. It's the only place to stand is under Krishna. That we're with Krishna, deal with it. Uh, Devi Dasi, another power phrase, we are not vegetarians, we are prasadamitarians. We're Krishnatarian, we are prasadamitarians. Bas. Okay, now we have a one-minute break, so please uh, talk amongst yourselves, some Krishna katha and I'll be right back.
2: Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhu.
0: The uh, the reference to uh, Rani Kashipu being crushed by his own powers or material nature reminds me of there's so much scientific advancement, nuclear weapons, you know, nuclear power, and, and, and now it's become a burden, a great burden. Uh, military advancements become a great burden on the survival of the planet and the, how some of these conveniences they've put the planet into jeopardy destruction of forests and so the same scientists turn around having invented maybe it's a of course it's a different branch batch of scientists but they go oh no wait wait we've sped up your use of so much energy now slow down stop it's destroying us like the
3: frankenstein you you create the frankenstein now kills you or you open pandora's box and you can't close it so just a reflection very nice rule
0: very nice points uh, very nice points we can see it practically in our lives and, and in the world and in the planet yesterday during my um corporate talk, somebody asked, I mentioned that uh, when we direct our love, it was about love yesterday, when we direct our love to our original conscious source, who is love personified, then we naturally feel aligned and and completely happy. And she asked, when we do that, um, does it make our relationships with other people, and with the planet better, and uh, I was so happy to get such a uh, good question, and I I said yes, it does because we see everything in relationship to the supreme personality of Godhead, and therefore we show respect to the to the world. The mentality of trying to dominate the material nature comes back to bite us. And when we think of everything in relationship to the Supreme Lord and we worship nature, for instance, in the Pantra Trikvidhi, before you step on the floor, when you wake up in the morning, you say, oh, Mother Bhumi, please forgive me for stepping on your surface. There's this way that we walk lightly and we only take what's needed. Ishavasamidang sarvam, yat Kincha jagat yam jagat, tena tyak tena, what's your quota? If you're hogging stuff, and you, and you try to take more than your quota and just, you know, pile it up. And then uh, you're, you're transgressing and it's going to c- come back on you. So I was, I was explaining how well-placed her question was because uh, consciousness of the, our original divine source and giving our love there means that we become aware of how everything is sacred and should be treated nicely. And should be dealt with uh, accordingly and even nature is divine it's part of krishna's energy who would throw a plastic cup on the ground knowing that it's not going to biodegrade i mean it's it's unconscionable but if you're out of krishna consciousness then you just think i'm the enjoyer our material civilization will solve it later doesn't matter you know you throw something down and it's an abomination what to speak of all the uh, other kinds of exploitation of resources and and of people and shraddhadevi dasi says from earlier tribute to his uh, holiness bhakti true so bottle your grief and drink from it later on the tirobhava day yeah okay so um do we still have is jamula still on the call yes ma'am oh that's so nice you know the Bhajan, uh, it's called Bhajan Gita. Do we have that anywhere by any chance? I know I should have asked for it earlier, but the thing is, I just thought of it. Bhajare
4: Bhajare Yama Manati manda.
0: The reason I thought of this is, uh, this song really by Bhakti Mnothakur is about Remembering the Vaishnavas. When you remember the devotees, a jasra re, just remember, always remember the devotees. And he names the various uh, great devotees of, of the Lord. And just by remembering, <coughs> we become uh, perfectly purified. So it, it's the preoccupation of the devotees to remember other great devotees and to remember Krishna and uh, this song brings that out. Is there a hope that we could get the song or is that... uh, We have uh, it. You have it. Well, that is so nice. So can I switch over to Jamulus now? Yes. Okay, here I go. I'm going through the rabbit hole to the other side. I'll see you there in one second or two.
4: Hare Krishna Bajare Bajare, Bajare,
0: Bhaja. worship. This Ray means oh. Like oh, oh, Bajare, just worship. Bajare Bajare Amar. Mana Atimanda. Let's look at the translation first, please. My mind, how foolish you are. Oh, just worship. Oh, just worship the lotus feet of Radha and Krishna in the forest of Raja. Oh, without such worship, there is no means of spiritual advancement. Just worship the lotus feet of Radha and Krishna in the forest of Raja. Oh, giving up all speculative knowledge and materialistic activities. Just worship Gora, Godadhar, Advaita, and Lord Nityananda, the original spiritual master. Oh, knowing Lord Gaura and Lord Krishna to be the same. Oh, knowing the spiritual master to be very dear to krishna just remember the dear associates of lord chaitanya namely shiva stakur haridas stakur morari gupta and makunda datto oh in deep love for lord gora you should remember just remember just remember the two great personalities shiva stakur and haridas stakur Just remember, Sri Rupa Goswami, Sanatan, Jiva, and the two Raganas. Oh, if you are engaged in worshiping Lord Krishna, just remember the two great souls, Sri Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami. Just remember, Raghava Pandit, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, Surup Damar Goswami, and Ramananda Roy. Oh, if you really seek love of Krishna. Just remember Surup Damir Goswami and Ramananda Roy. Just remember Srila Karnapur and all his family members, especially his father, Shivananda Sain. Oh, always remember, always remember Sri Karnapur and his family. Just remember all the sadhus who follow the path of Shri Rupa Goswami and who are absorbed in the ecstasy of bhajan. Oh, if you actually want residence in the land of Rush, just remember the sadhus who are followers of Srila Rupagoswami.
4: Bhajare Bajare Manam budget jade, i binda gati nahi re baje brj bane radha krishna shrana radhi bindu bane ka karma party hade be ken ken
2: bani a
4: dure pacha pacha pane radha krishna majma bani krishna pacha goda Nitya Nanda Baja Baja Gora Gada Guru Nitya Nanda Vida Jai Nere Dora Krishna Vida Jai Nere. Guru Krishna Prishta Jai re, Guru Krishna Prishta Jai, Jai Nere Smara Shri Niva Swaridas Murare Bukku Smada
2: Shini Vaz Haydi
4: Smada Shini bas, maridas, Murari Prema smara smara, smara
2: smara de
4: smara shini vas Hari dasi smara. smara shini
2: vas Hari dasi
4: smara. Raguna the Dwan was fara Rupa Bhajanjari jadi Krishna
2: Bhajanjari
4: Koberyay ko Arupa Sanatane Smara Rupa Sanatane Smara Rupa Smara swara 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 Prima jadi chao re o
2: krishna prema jadi
4: Cha swaru pramanande smara swaru
2: pramanande
4: smara smara Goshti saha karnapura saint shivananda
2: Smada.
4: Svara Goshti Saha Parna Pudha, Sain Shiva and Handa, Svara Goshti Saha Parna Pudha, Sain Shiva Randa Svara. I just Smada dare aj shastra tere re a sadhu jana Pajana na.
2: <messing> <messing>
4: Sada rupa nuca satu jana, pa jana nanda sad. jay chadi
2: chari
4: child A jay a just rest my sister day hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare hare rama, hare rama hare rama Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. Honey, <laughs> gold, <laughs> Vaishnav taku vai taku vai taku Jaya Vaishnav taku. Jayabhaishnam taku,
2: Jayabhaishnam
4: taku Jaya Vaishnav taku Jaya Vaishnav taku jaia taku taku Prabhu Pad, Prabhu Jaya Jaya Prabhu Jaya Jaya Prabhu Pad, Prabhu Jaya Jaya Prabhu Pad. Tagor Hari Hari Bo, Shri Hari Nam Sankirtan Aki. Jarina ma mantra ki Goura Premanande ne Ditai gora haribo haribo kharibo chai gora haribo Ditura haribo haribo gora haribo Ditura
2: haribo
4: gora haribo Adjust your smile I just
2: smile. Smiling. Smiling.
0: Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. We're back, we went back to the other side. We came back from, see in Vaikuntha, you can go to all different sides uh, in Goloka. Anywhere you want to go, you can go there and worship and you can go to another forest and in each place you can transfer because it's like a lotus and then the petals close And then you can walk from one place to the next to see Krishna, be with Krishna, enter into different pastimes. There's unlimited freedom in the spiritual world just to glorify Krishna constantly. So, uh, in a minute we're going to have the Guru Puja. Guru
5: Maharaj, you had given us those a goal goal making sheet that it asked us to make last time yes I, I was sitting and working on that um, last week, and I realized that it's um, it was very um, pleasing to, to for me personally to realize that when we sit down, and we start thinking about our goals. Um, <laughs> not many material goals turned up, and I was thinking that we feel like sometimes we're not making any progress and we're not doing our services, or you know we're just we're just stuck in the mud. but uh, sitting down and 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 actually assessing and analyzing what our, our life is about and what we want to do whom we want to serve really helps us get a sense of whether we're progressing or not or, or we're in the right direction
0: yes it does thank you for bringing that up and as I was I brought up in another class recently I use these Ziploc bags a lot they're very convenient uh, this one's called Daily Disciplines Daily Disciplines is it backwards? or you can read that? And uh, in it, uh, I keep my goals written on sheets. For instance, as I mentioned, that process of putting down your main priorities in life. And then if you have your priorities on a sheet like this, notice how I'm not showing them, then uh, you can make Krishna conscious affirmations. You have uh, your goals written down. Just the process, taking time to write these things down, I recommend keeping them, main priorities, your specific goals, your affirmations, and things like that, and any other kind of things where you want to progress, uh, where you have to practice at least 15 minutes a day to make progress in something. Keep it all in one place, and then you can pull it out and say, you know, once I go through this stack, then I'll uh, be fortified for the day. And it's extremely edifying and inspiring to reread your main purposes every day the mind just thrives on it because the prophet says the mind becomes morose due to a lack of a worthy goal and when your mind is fixed on your priorities then when people see you they'll go like what happened to you and i I remember that i'm i'm a goal-seeking organism and if you forget that, then you just have to accept what anybody tells you. Let's go here. Let's go there. And then, then you feel morose because you don't feel engaged in your ultimate purpose of life. So the, the best thing about being a human, and if you look around, you see we're, you know, we're humans. We get to decide and write it down what we want to keep as our main priorities. And even within Krishna conscious, you say, well, my priorities become Krishna conscious okay Uh, make it more detailed in what order what's the most important thing to you Uh, do you want to prepare for death is that a a priority to you if you forget about that and then remember at the last minute it's like doing your taxes about 10 minutes before they're due and uh, that never turns out very well does it then you gotta you know put an extension and do it next time so same thing if you don't get ready for death Then you got to do an extension and do it next time or the next time after that. Don't put it off. Do it now. Why not? Uh, Be the one who's prepared for death because you thought of it ahead of time. Or maybe you have other priorities you want to make. Maybe one of your priorities is to become well-read. When you actually articulate it, I want to be well-read, well-versed. I make it my culture not to criticize Vaishnavas. That could be another one. I make it a, a point to cultivate my relationship with my family. I, I take time, I invest in it. That could be a priority. I'm not telling you what to do, I'm just saying these could be priorities. And once you have them there, then your your life is directed. So take time. It's, it's actually the one thing you can do that will, um, no matter where you are, give you uh, a spring in your step because you'll want to you'll you'll be thinking oh now i've got somewhere to go won't be morose i yes.
5: just yeah I, I just wanted to mention that i had written down five goals and three of them match with what you said so i'm super happy
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm super happy <laughs> if i'm thinking like you are then i'm lucky very good
5: i have a question though Prabhu. i was just wondering like if we have a goal of going deep within uh doing our japa so then should we put down the sub-goals
0: for those? Yeah, yeah. See, it ends, it keeps going. Because then, you know, let's just say you have seven or five main priorities in life. And then under there, you're going to start making, you know, five subcategories. From them, five sub-subcategories. And from there, write your Magna Carta. The whole United States is based on a, a document, Magna Carta. Then they said, let's do one for our for our uh, little piece of land that we stole from the indigenous people will make a little constitution and say the way things are run, and because of that, little everyone sat down. They had meetings. They decided what do we want? We want it different from the way it was under the crown. And this is what the freedoms are going to be. And this is the these these are our driving forces. A lot of them were metaphysical. And then once they had it on the document, they all signed it, even at the risk of their life and that's why it it was it perpetuated and then they modified it after that with the bill of rights they said well this isn't enough we need some more subcategory and it's still going on cuz you take it to court and say what about this one and say you know it needs to be this way that way according to this time in history so they change it a little bit but you're directed you have to be directed you have to have your own personal magna carta so take the time to write about what your life is for and then You take that Magna Carta and you preserve it and you look at it every day and you go over it and say, this is why I exist. This is why why I have. And then you'll realize, you know, I only have a few days left here on the planet. So what am I going to do with them? This is what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to get caught up in trivia because I don't have time. I got to fulfill my my ultimate purposes here. Thank Thank you. Excellent. Anybody else do their homework? Well you needs a pad I recommend these pads big pads I like this one's called mixed media you can draw you can paint on it it's got this really nice paper where you can uh, use all kinds of colors even if you wanted to do watercolors you could here and uh, you collect these, you can put a sticker on the front, what your particular book is for, and then you can work on it. Make sure you give yourself enough room to to write. Don't pick a tiny little piece of paper or scrap. I mean, even that's okay, but if you give yourself a little more room to think and grow and think on paper and then uh, start looking at it every day, and then you can refine it as you go. You can even make affirmations. These are very nice to have. If you have affirmations, I'll read you a couple of mine affirmations get you going in the right right direction every day here's 10 of them I am the architect of my life I practiced with I practice with focused attention and sincerity to develop good habits two I am disciplined in my service to my guru three my body is healthy my mind is brilliant my habits are balanced you don't have to write them down I'll give them to you. <laughs> 4. I see that I'm not my body or mind, and that I am therefore superior to negative thoughts and low actions. 5. I forgive easily. 6. I listen carefully for Krishna's voice, which leads me to new brilliant ideas in his service. 7. I go out of my way to encourage myself and others. 8. I appreciate devotees. 9. Everything that is happening is now. Is happening for my ultimate good by Krishna's arrangement. Ten, I depend on Krishna's holy names in all circumstances. So, if you start the day with this uh, affirmation, then uh, you know it. It echoes in your mind throughout the day. And uh, you know, wait, Shishika, Prabhu? yes, that, that's brilliant. That's super brilliant. Thank you for sharing
5: that um, priceless piece of wisdom. So, thank you.
0: Oh, you're quite welcome, Prabhu. You're the brilliant Hare one Krishna, in the family here, huh? Someone Hare else? Krishna, yes,
3: Hare,
0: Hare, Hare Krishna. Krishna,
3: Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you so much for such a wonderful, another wonderful class. I'm, I'm just so inspired and fired up. Um, I have a question, um, in the, you know, in the process of setting goals, I've noticed, um, at least in, you know, few of my friends and uh, in my own personal life as well, that when we make the goals, uh, you know, with, with husband and wife, they're different. You know, one may have a priority to, um, you know, when the kids are young, to focus on their on their, you know, education, and another might have a higher priority to just pursue spiritual life and let every, you know, Krishna take care of everything else that follows. And um, I find myself at crossroads because how do I how do I guide myself and others who are in this kind of a situation? Um, as to what is the better priority should, should one just give up their priorities and follow their spouses priorities, you know, because we have to make we don't want a boat to sink while trying to both keep our goals, you know, uh, as a in our own priority. So how do we balance that? Or how do we you know, deal with that?
0: Well, everybody's different. There's no stereotype. The way couples fit together is uh, always it, it has some imperfect edges. And the way to make it work in the best possible way you can is through open communication. That's why um, Nirkula and I always recommend that before people get married, they do premarital counseling (laughs) and start the communication process early. This is how we uh, talk and and coordinate. You know, everyone has different different natures. Nirkula once said to me, I'm low maintenance. I'm not no maintenance. You know, as a... take you got to take time you have to take time to invest and you know talk and and uh you know relationships uh develop by trust trust develops by communication and by consistency in keeping promises and things like that it's the most sacred thing and when you have a, a good relationship and you can work together because of trust and and that's developed by communication and um then you become. Empowered. It's an empowering relationship. Look at the bachetas You know they were empowered by Krishna because they cooperated. So Grahasta Ashram with relationships, it's uh, it's the main lesson. How do I learn to put others' uh, needs before myself so that we can so they can thrive, but at the same time I I have a base uh, for which my needs are being fulfilled. So I'm in a natural position of life. You have to have. Bala, Oja, and Tejas uh, to to survive anywhere. You have to have strength of mind, enthusiasm. You have to have some sensual strength. And uh, your life has to feel comfortable. And so if you're out of balance in any of those places, then you have to negotiate it so you can have that and at the same time go on serving others. So it takes a little work, yeah? Now, just excuse me for one more minute. I'll be right back. Uh, I have some-
1: Mother Mohodsa Prabhu, do you have more gents coming our way?
3: Or anybody else?
5: I really like the point that Prabhu was just mentioning, that how we have to balance everything out. Yeah. Uh, especially the one where he says in the very beginning of today's lecture, don't go off your medicine, you'll go crazy. And I realized, oh my God, that was what it was. <laughs> like when you get off your meds and the pain hits you, <laughs> and you get off your meds and you're not, you start clogging up again, and then you realize, oh my God, I go get my meds again. I realize we are here to, um, you know, we are diseased and we're here to find a cure. So obviously we do have to take our medication every day. If we think we're healthy. I, so. I was just thinking, Mataji, how
1: um, whatever Vaisheshika Prabhu read, there is no difference from his affirmations and who he is, so yeah. I always think like how come he can forgive, uh, he, he, he's, he just personifies each and every one of those affirmations, yeah. it was not just forgive, it was forgive
3: easily, <laughs> I was like how do you do that, you know, <laughs> and, yeah, and then how to put, go an extra mile to encourage everyone, yeah, mm-hmm. that was something that, that touched my heart, yes and then
1: uh, I do everything with focus because even though we do the devotional service for many years because that focus is not there uh, we don't make progress but even though he is so exalted he, just, he still has those goals that I want to do it with focus thank you Prabhu for sharing those we were just talking about how you embody everything that you just said
5: and and more, Vaiseshika
0: Prabhu. I'm I'm running behind you all, <laughs> and an I'm counting myself lucky that Krishna dropped me off in the midst of actual devotees. Thank you. Well,
5: you're going to share those affirmations with us, right?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll share them. You can you can have those. I'll send a copy, so that you could just put it out on the. Everyone can have one. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
5: one last point. This is here. Yes, <laughs> the- yes Prabhu. The 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 fact that you said encourage yourself and others that that's a very important point. Often at the time, we have to have that balance. So thank
0: you. I know. In lockdown, I realize I have to be my own best coach. You know, there's so much time I spend alone now, and uh, you know, I find myself talking to myself. Come on, you can do it now. Get up, boy. You know, (laughs) come on over here, boy. (laughs) You know, I you know, and 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 I realize you know you have to. You have to coach yourself up, and you have to keep going. You just have to stay alive, and it, you know it's a it's an important period for us all now under lockdown. To see this is like a little test for a little while. Like how can we do now that uh, you know it's, situations different? We ha- we we have to trust ourselves, and you know when we have that, then we feel confident in telling other people. Like I was counseling a couple other uh, young devotees the other day. And they were saying, well, that sounds like hard to follow. What I said, I wouldn't tell you if I wasn't following it myself. <laughs> I wouldn't have the gall to tell you to, to shoot for something like that if I wasn't doing it. And, you know, any of our potency comes from what we're able to do ourselves. Otherwise, well, let me just say the otherwise point. The point is that if you, if you do something and you realize it to some degree, then that's what you can really share that has potency. And even if you don't share it, your life will have potencies. Potency comes from integrity. Not that I have much, but I'm just saying that, you know, those who do have it, that they, they emanate something. There's a molecule that comes out that you can't get anywhere else. It's something that's true because it, it, it uh, matches with what they're actually doing. Dianiti! Haribo! <coughs> Prabhu, go ahead. I think I accidentally hit on mutes. Well, lucky for us, it's good to see you, our cowherd boy. You're going to Goloka, you know that? All right, Krishna. I sure hope so. I'm just what, saying. What, what
5: Thanks, Shishu, just yeah. one, one last point. Just on the mention of you uh, having paucity of integrity, let me mention that you are the touchstone of integrity that is kind of rubbing on others. So.
0: By your association, Srivas. Pandit Puru, and you know that very well. Hare Krishna.
4: Naturia Marman, Naturia Marman, Naturia Marman, Naturia Marman, Hey Naturia Marman, Naturia Marman, Naturia Marman, Naturia Marman.